0: Hello, and welcome to Filling in the Gaps. I'm Justin. I'm Darren. We are going to discuss today a game called The Room Old Sins. This game is from 2018, so somewhat recent. The only way that I could play it was, well, I could have paid for it, I suppose, but Darren already had it on a tab that he let me borrow, so I was very lucky to be able to get to play it It, like the others Is a very well-polished game. It looks beautiful. It works very well. And it's surprisingly cheap. $5 in the Play Store, right?
1: Yep. And it's our first uh, game, non-PC game that we're doing. I suppose
0: it is, yeah. (laughs) They might release it, but... What was the note that you saw?
1: Yeah, they're thinking about releasing it. They got back to someone on Reddit and said, yeah, we're definitely thinking about it. But they were, at the time, I think they were really working on the VR one um, and post-launch for that. So they, they said they're definitely thinking about it. They'd love to bring Old Sins to Steam or PC in general. And that, they said that in, around May. So uh, I would say if they're going to do it, it's probably going to be 2021. I don't don't mind.
0: With the current state of the world, who knows, right? As far as this one, well, you've already played it and now I have too. So I'm in no rush for it either. There are a few puzzles in it that I'm very curious to see how they will make the transition to the PC. Right. Namely, just uh, no real spoiler here, but you have to do two things at the same time which it can't really do with a mouse and cursor. Yeah. <laughs> so they're going to have to just adapt those puzzles, I think. They've but done it in the past. They've done it in the past. They'll be able to do it again. Fireproof Games just has a fantastic franchise on their hands, and it just seems to get better, or at least continue to be fresh and innovative in It definitely
1: a way. adapts and evolves, but it's it's got all the same stuff. Yeah, they've got a great world.
0: It always feels like part of the world. Well... Some of two was a bit iffy, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> most of the rest. But they were exploring ways and trying out things that they used in a much better way in the room three. And Old Sins, I literally pretty much a day is what I did. I just sat down. I went, OK, I'm going to play it. Now, unfortunately, I played right through it and took a lot of notes. And then on my way here today was so focused on remembering to bring the tablet back for Darren that I forgot to put my actual <laughs> notebook in. So luckily, he has printed off a fantasy novel size <laughs> pamphlet of papers here yeah. of a walkthrough to help guide us so that we don't get too completely lost. I just played it a few days ago, but you it's been a little while it's for been you. A
1: while. I mean, it came out when 2018, January 2018. So yeah, it's been at least two years for me since I played it.
0: So did you want to play it through the first time? Yeah. Okay, that's interesting, just because the other games, it seems like you've played through multiple times.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I think, I don't know, yeah, that's a good point. I uh, I think I got this game when I was like in between my PCs. And so my old PC broke, and uh, or I was just like getting really slow. It was real potato. And then I was like, oh, they've released this. I'm going to play this. So I I played it to death and then I got a new PC and then I just never went back to playing anything on my tab. His huge
0: Steam library is always calling. Dominated.
1: As far as what the game
0: is, it is very much a puzzle box extended, really. It is similar to The Room 3, but it does, again, it feels part of the world, but it feels like its own new thing. And I was impressed right from the start and kind of all the way through.
1: Yeah, I almost feel like they've taken the best bits from 1 and 2 and 3 and merged them all together. I think that's a good assessment.
0: I've, I feel that way as well. While still adding a few new things to surprise you.
1: Yeah, yeah. So,
0: as As far as the game, I would highly recommend it. I think you would recommend it.
1: Yeah, I'm a huge fan of everything that Fireproof Games have done so far.
0: I will say... It is a beautiful game. There are lots of small details. I don't think it would work well on a phone. I think that a tablet is the way to go.
1: And my tablet, to be fair, is quite old. So you probably didn't get like the best experience. It was probably The resolution probably wasn't great in some points. And the handling probably wasn't great.
0: I'm not totally worried about that. It functioned fine. I think battery was the biggest problem. <laughs> so <laughs> I had to play for as long as I could... Charge it up and then come back to it. So right. I, I did take breaks for meals and for battery charging. Right. But no, I didn't really sit there with it plugged in the whole time, mostly because of the way that it's formatted and the way that I have my charging cable set up. It was just a right. bit awkward. So, uh, yeah, it, still it was for me a fantastic way to spend the day. It was a very, <laughs> it was a very rainy day and. The whole game is just rain, so I never really <laughs> knew i take my headphones off and I could still hear the rain, and they go, oh yeah, that's actually today. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or you're trapped in a puzzle box. Maybe. Mm.
0: Maybe. How far does the Inception go? <laughs> but that's pretty much it before we really start talking about puzzles, before we really start giving away what story there is in this one. And um, if you haven't played, then here's your spoiler warning. All right, we're into it. This game does not follow the same timeline. So you were hinting that you think it comes before. I personally don't think it matters because I think this is a completely different house than we've ever seen before. So they could be happening at the same time. They could be happening at different times. To me, it doesn't really matter. We are still focused on the null, Mm -hmm. of course, because we have to be. Yeah. But in this one, the story is a little bit different in the fact that we are a member of the circle or employed by the circle. Yeah. Because in the opening tutorial, in the, there's a kind of briefcase.
1: As there always of, is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Except
0: it's not really, it's, it's a much bigger case than right. a briefcase. But yeah, in this case.
1: It's like a medical bag almost, that kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah. Like an old projector case is a
0: big rectangular case. Basically, there are notes saying my employer really wants this back. I need to figure out what happened and where, basically where the null is. And so, of course, as always, you get your tutorial. You have to go in through your box. You're going to have to fix the light to see what's off in the distance. As the lightning flashes, you see a body off to the side but that becomes kind of it's important it's very important but it's not really important to most of the puzzle elements throughout the game but yeah you're basically in this house to try and figure out what happened and find the null and when you finally get your screwdriver and you fix the light and it comes on you see a very intricate and amazing dollhouse you will also need From your case to find your fancy eyepiece which was used a lot but not quite like it's been before where you I I felt at times in the other games you really needed it to even solve the puzzles right but a lot of times in this one it felt like they were just hints there for you Mm -hmm. there wasn't too many where I desperately needed it but You do need it because you're a big person or a normal sized person and to get into the dollhouse or any of the rooms or rooms within the rooms, you have to use your eyepiece.
1: So that was, that's kind of cool. Yeah. You can kind of shrink yourself down and go inside like into the, into the, these tiny little dollhouse rooms that then become full size rooms to you. Very cool feeling.
0: Which has been done before, but in this one, it, there's just something amazing about it where. There were times where I forgot that there was that outside.
1: Right. (laughs) (laughs) I suppose it's
0: kind of like the first room where you're just so focused on that one puzzle box that you forget that there's anything else around you Mm -hmm. that you would ever need anything else around you. And so I think that that's a mark of a good puzzle game that is making me forget that there's anything outside of the puzzle. And I just feel like this kind of godlike creature... Being able to move around the house and move inside and outside of the house. Becoming smaller and smaller if I need to. yeah. Or getting out to what we think is the real world anyway. And figuring a whole new set of things out. As we get in, I guess the foyer would be what we would consider our tutorial. So we have to enter into there. And inside there, there's A chandelier, which isn't really important yet, I don't think. But a few things that we... I guess you do have to move it. You have to move the chandelier, a painting, and a chair into the right spot. You know that because of the special paint that's been used for your eyeglass. And once you've done that, then I think, if I remember correctly, it kind of kicks you out. And then you can see it, and the whole little room has changed, right? Right. But I, I guess even to get into the foyer, you have to have looked at the gate and turned it but that's not really much of a puzzle right
1: right but they do that a lot in this game where it's like it's almost like the recreate the room kind of situation where they're like this used to be here and so you got that eyepiece and you can see that the ghost image of where things you should be or there's like a big blue x marks the spot kind of thing um and then once you set up that room and you're allowed to, it kind of solidifies, and then you're allowed to interact with it more in more detail anyway, or f- discover new things. It's a cool idea. I like it.
0: I, I think it's a great concept. Throughout the game, we are able to see thoughts and feelings that seem to have been imprinted upon the books. I don't know. Do you want to do that now? Do you want to do that at the end? I don't want to kind of go through it bit by bit.
1: No, I mean, it's it's kind of like just the... It's the same as all the other games, just bits of lore scattered around that tell you the story of like, I mean, what the long, the the short story is, it was a man and his wife and if this is what I remember correctly, a man and his wife, the man is trying to study the null or he's getting sucked into that and goes a bit, goes crazier and crazier and the wife's trying to stop him and she realises he's going mad and then they just, I think they both die in the end.
0: I don't know how mad he goes to be honest. He definitely is under a lot of stress, the circle hired him and that seems like a very scary clandestine group. She is spying on him constantly. So this house was left to her, she's the only child of a rich family. And Edward married into this family. He wanted to help bring pride and respect back to the family, I guess, and also... I got the impression that he's trying to make himself feel like he belongs in this family and this home. Right. And his wife just wants him to just to be, But that isn't enough for him. So he's studying this for the circle. She is copying down everything. Yeah. Peeking in, I think, through the floorboards of the attic. And when the circle finds out, that leads to some very terrible things. And they both try to escape into the dollhouse, apparently, to get away. And when they do, yeah, Edward just starts, he he does get very angry in one of the books. But up until then, there's this whole just kind of cat and mouse thing where they both knew what the other was doing. And you can see that, and Edward is thinking, Abigail, really please don't. I understand you're curious, I understand you're intelligent, but you don't want to mess with the circle. And she does. And he gets a letter that contains all of her notes, essentially. And so he knows that the circle knows. And so it becomes a kind of race against them. And he thinks that with the null, he can save them both. But in the end, it turns out that Abigail is clever enough to save herself, but not to save Edward. And so, thus, the body at the beginning is
1: Edward. Right, right. So she she managed to get out then. Yes, but that makes sense in a, in a way as well. Like, so Edward was like the perfect person for this job because that's what all the rooms are all about is like finding someone who's deadly curious about things and like wants wants to know more and more and more and keeps pushing it. So in the end, you get what you deserve. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but here's one thing that we don't do as much is we don't need to use the eyepiece to look at materials that we find or items that we find. That isn't even an option in this game. We do, however, have to continually, as we do very early on, uh, we get a coin and we have to manipulate the coin so that it becomes the pinwheel key that we need to open a portal in the box of the foyer so that we can go into that box and deal with a puzzle. And this is old school... The room with the matching of the picture to a, a kind of constellation, I guess. There's a horizontal dial and a vertical dial, and you have to make it match.
1: Yes, right, yeah.
0: It's always, I mean, now that we're into the fourth game, it's always easy to know what we're doing. It's just very confusing. Figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> the, the puzzle is really just... It is like a spatial puzzle that I guess I'm not as good with.
1: I remember it, this wasn't as hard as like the the ones that they, they were doing. And like I think it was the third one or maybe the second one where it was just like a mess of things everywhere and you had to spin the dial both directions, horizontal and vertical to make that null shape every time. I think that was that the room too. I think it was. I remember that those were really hard. This was a lot simpler compared to those well, ones. Well, this was only
0: the first one.
1: Yeah, there's a ton of them on They there. do get
0: harder, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when you do solve through that, that puzzle box with the foyer, again, this is basically your tutorial still, you are going to be thrown out of the room as black tentacles come in and destroy the room. This is pretty much the truth for every little room within the dollhouse that we can access. Once you've solved the whole thing, you know you've solved it, you know you're completely done with this room. There's no doubt about it because... It will block you from getting in,
1: which is great because there's quite a lot of backtracking in this game. Like you got to find something in in another room, or turn a switch in another room, come out of that little room, rotate the house, go into another place. So I, I didn't, I wasn't really a huge fan of the backtracking in this game because um, it, it it's filled with it. But that was a great great thing. Like okay, now you're done, and you know you're done because yeah, there's just black tentacles all over the shop.
0: Lots and, of little cutscenes which look very good. And then, yeah, you're going to look at the main seal on the front of the house, which has a different symbol for each room, oh, that's and true. that will also get become out. black. Yeah. And you'll see a <laughs> every every time it there's a little paragraph about what the room meant or what it was. You know, also with the oh, do you like our game? Rate it up. <laughs> yeah, <all laughs> <Yeah. that's- laughs> My immersion. Yeah, <laughs> but that. That's great because that lets me know that I'm completely done with that room because there are so many times where I thought I was done with the room, but clearly I wasn't yet. In solving that, we basically get with each room at the end, the end goal of the room is to get what they call a strange artifact. And inside the strange artifact is always gonna be something that's going to help us either get into the next room or solve a puzzle on the outside typically. So in this one, We are going to get a swan statue, which is going to simply go on the pedestal. There's a lot of this where if you click on something, it'll say, oh, something seems to be missing here. Well, yeah, obviously they wouldn't just have an empty pedestal outside the front of the house. So,
1: yes. Very Resident Evil style hints of, of that kind of stuff.
0: And as always, they do have their normal hint system, which helped me a number of times. I don't think I ever had to use a walkthrough because the hint system was enough.
1: Yeah. I mean, the hint system for all the room games are... Well, not for all of them because I think, was it three where they basically give you the answer on the third on the third hint?
0: I don't... Yeah. I guess I don't mind on the sometimes, third one. They did not
1: really do it all the time, but...
0: It's just... Yeah. You, you learn... Don't ask for that third hint because you're yeah. basically giving it away. But with this one in particular, I found it very useful because you can sometimes have, I think four to five rooms open at a time. That's right. And you're not exactly sure where you need to go as well as many things are on the outside of the building. And there are a lot of times where I looked at that first hint and went, Oh yeah, of course, because I was just having such difficulty keeping the whole house in mind.
1: Yeah. And, and then, and when you quit the game, like I did, like going for dinner or whatever, or or I left the game maybe for a couple of days, came back to it later. like, right? so what was I supposed to be doing? You always take that first hint and like, oh yes, I'm going to the garden to do something. Totally forgot about that. So yeah, I like this, this hint system that they've got in all of their games.
0: And I would also get so focused on the rooms I was using. I think the ones I need the most to remind me, oh yeah, there's an outside of the house that I need to right, look yeah. onto. <laughs>
1: like, where does this water pump go? Like I can't find it in any rooms. It's like, oh yeah, it's outside by the well. Oh, duh. <laughs>
0: But after we use the swan, I think this is when we get the intricate metal piece, which is very obvious. You just need to put it on the back of the house and match it up. Yeah, Yeah, match the railing that's already there. The most complicated thing is just to figure out how to move the centerpiece, because if you move all the outside pieces first, you can't actually move the centerpiece. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, you have to move. It's basically a shape attached to a gear and you have to get the open part of the sea into the center for all of them so that you can move it. That's right. Yeah. Unlike me where I put it all together and then realized that and had to start over again. Basically, this is the study.
1: Yeah, I didn't like the study. I mean, I liked it, but it was hard, man. Cause this is like your first room that you really, the first complicated room that you get into and you can't do anything in it. There's like, there's a couple of things you can do, but there's so many things going on in this room and you're fiddling with things. Things are moving, but not moving enough, or whatever. You know, you've got this weird, like I don't know what it is, like like electric um, magnet thing with dials and gauges, and you've got like a bunch of pipes that you think you have to like push steam through at one point.
0: But nothing will lock down. Nothing, nothing seems to be working. Yeah. Yes, and a roll top desk that you can't really get into. But there is a very simple little puzzle off to the right, which is the what, see sapling, tree, puzzle, so that you have to move the oh, yeah. slider in the right spot. And that's going to open something up. Now, what's clever, as they always do something a bit more clever, using things multiple times. That slider actually is used again later, but you don't realize that right away. At least I didn't. It took me a while to realize, oh, yeah, I could actually still access that slider and i could still use it again for something else this desk from a practical standpoint is terrible (laughs) like if you would actually have to use this desk in any way it would be a nightmare to try and use this desk all the time the drawers they're all taken up with puzzles there's maybe room for three books in it. it yeah i i wouldn't want this desk and To think that I'd have to solve everything to make it all go back again. Because once you solve all the the under-the-desk stuff, it does all go back. But you'd have to do that every time. Rather than just shutting a drawer, you have to answer 20 puzzles. (laughs) (laughs) You have to solve some fairly easy cube puzzles where you just have to... The, The cube is on its point. And so points on all the sides, you just have to turn them to match the picture. And when you do, you're going to get this steel fire piece, which I didn't know for the longest time what it was there for. And it just stayed in my inventory forever. <laughs> and I didn't know what a steel firepiece was. If I had known that it was a steel piece for flint, like flint and mm. steel, I guess I would have gotten it a lot
1: sooner. That's three times they've stumped you with fire in this game, Justin. They are very good about that. And there's, <laughs> there's something awkward about
0: the way that they name things or the way that they show things. But once I finally got to that, I was like, oh, thank goodness. Because, I mean, you get this very early in the game, but you don't actually get to use it for over half the game. Right. So it'll just sit there in your inventory
1: you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I must be able to
0: use it now. No. no. Now? No. So, yeah, that <laughs> I just remember that sitting there forever and trying that so many times going, I don't know what this is
1: for. <laughs> <laughs> Cuz that's uh, the room 2 was the, the 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 voodoo doll and the the flint thing. And then the room 3 was with the oven in the the pyramid room and now now this one, yeah. Fireproof games living up to their name.
0: Yeah, I guess so. In this desk, there are some other puzzles. There are some crank puzzles, which are really not complicated at all. But I I like that because this is your first room. And you want to get into some easy... I mean, there's the foyer, but I really feel like this is your first proper room.
1: Yeah, the foyer is just a tutorial.
0: And two-thirds of the room you really can't access. You can't really do anything with yet. So I'm glad that they had a lot of stuff here. I mean, this is what really sucked me in. This is what... I think the momentum I got from this first desk piece where I was just going puzzle, 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 not really having any trouble, really pushed me through like that momentum, made me go, okay, I'm gonna keep going. Okay, you know, I'm gonna keep at it. The puzzle that really got me, I had seen some of these little pictures and they do this a few times in the game where they have these little puzzle pictures that you need to see to kind of understand what you need to do. This was the one I definitely needed a hint on this because I didn't quite get it. So there are, in the in the main center of the the front under desk is a panel that you can't get to because it has four of these Pac-Man-shaped things on the corner.
1: Right.
0: You can't turn them by hand. And I kept expecting to get a tool to use to be able to turn it, which is not the fire steel piece. <laughs> but that's not what you need to do. They very cleverly in this one, they gave you little picture hints, and it was always the same picture which is what I didn't understand. It was basically the shape that it needs to be with all the gaps in those circles so that the panel can move. I was expecting it to be a kind of order thing or to find buttons in a certain order, but what it was were desks. There's what it was was drawers you have to move the drawers in and out to just the right spot Uh, and when you do that that's when they move and you have to be able to look at there's one that was kind of difficult to see but the other three were very clear and easy to see so I, I thought that was very clever because again it's using something that I had already used these drawers in a way that I did not expect because I didn't expect to have to push them in or out in any way it's just really clever I really enjoyed that it's basically going to lead to not quite getting the desk open yet (laughs) that takes so long to get to we're essentially going to get what we need to be able to go into the kitchen so let's talk a bit about the kitchen so in the kitchen you have some pipes and you're going to need to find a valve cover Or, well, like a valve handle. Mm -hmm. So you use that valve handle to change the direction of the water so that it will go through the pipes, over the stove, be heated enough to become the steam that you're going to need upstairs. But, of course, this is only after you've got the handle for the water pump on the outside.
1: And the elbow for the, the part that's missing from it as well.
0: No, that's later. Oh, that later? So that'll be for when you need to switch it for the garden.
1: Ah, okay, right. So, so again, that's quite close
0: reusing the <laughs> yeah. reusing that same thing of, well, we've already got the water, but you need to go back to the kitchen and change that over. Because
1: don't you have to fill up that drain, blow it, and then it floats something up to the top or something like that, isn't there?
0: Yes, you do. Yeah, But that happens right away. Okay. So because that piece is missing, it fills up for you.
1: Ah, right, and then once you get the handle, you can send the steam upstairs or this, send the yeah. upstairs to So get-
0: then you can actually access the other parts of that room that you couldn't before. Right. <clears throat> You're also going to get a bar that is used for the bells, and this was a very very tricky puzzle for me. I didn't know how to do this one.
1: I'm getting confused with the bells from this and from uh, TikTok. TikTok, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, in this one, it's
1: similar, isn't it?
0: It's different. It's similar, but different. Okay. So in this one, there are only three bells. But when you're able to pull the panel away below it, you see that there are four different symbols. And you don't actually have those symbols. So what you actually have to do, which is unlike, I think, any of the other room games, at least on PC, is you have to ring two bells at the same time. So they combine two symbols... So you have to ring those two at the same time. So no amount of me guessing one by one was ever going to win it. I had to do two at the same time. So you have to set the tablet down, yep. <laughs> use both fingers, and make that work. Very different than what I had used before. I wonder
1: how they're going to do that on PC then. They might just have to change it altogether.
0: They might have to change the puzzle, yeah. It might not work as well, or maybe they'll come up with... Some other system, I'm not sure. But that's the type of thing that I'm very curious about because there are a few puzzles where you have to use two fingers at the same time and not like two fingers on the same hand. They're clear across the screen from each other. So I'm not exactly sure how they'll do that, but I trust them to do it.
1: That's what that's what, that's what what makes these tab games really fun is because they are like, yeah, there's little interesting out-the-box thinking things that you got to do. Like, it's not just mousing around and point and click. It's like you actually have to get a little bit more physical. Yeah.
0: So back upstairs, really fun game to play with the steam pipes. When you shove the one down, finally it clicks into place. Yeah. That frustrated me because I I was trying to. Once I knew that I could do two fingers, I think I went back and went, okay, I'm gonna shut it with one finger and I'm gonna clamp it shut with the other uh, one. Right, okay. <laughs> and that no. did not work because it they just make it so it won't clamp shut until you've got steam going through it. Yeah. Very simple to get the steam to run through. You just have to figure out the valves. There was a a tricky kind of weight thing that it was only tricky because I didn't realize there was another handle that would lock it into place. Mm -hmm. And once I figured that out, that was fine. Push it through. There is a thing with three spouts so that it will spin around. When you get in, that raises an arm basically so that you can now access the safe. And inside is a connector piece with three tubes going into one. Pretty obvious. You need to adjust what you've already done, what you've just done, and send that steam up and into the electromagnetic thing that you were talking about before so that we can get our strange piece, our strange artifact. But before that, though, I I don't remember exactly when it happens, but there's a whole fantastic puzzle in this room that is... The train puzzle.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you actually go inside the train. Yeah.
0: You go inside the train, outside the train. You're having to line things up. You go in through the... Again, you have to go smaller, so you have to use your eyepiece and go in and look through the window at something. We had to turn a crank to get the front pieces to slide, to line up so that you can open the valves which open up smokestacks which are this that rainbow sheen that you can use your eyepiece for which if you look through one window you get two parts of a code look through the other window you get two parts of the code if you look at just the right angle and then you're going to put that on the front of the train you're getting all sorts of just different pieces of the train you need to get the wheel to put here and the bar to put here and the part that goes on the very front and you've got a disc which is the very it's just the circle part of the buffer that goes onto the back it's just so much happening it reminds me a bit of the ship from the room two but not quite as complicated or involved but i love that
1: yeah because they do that at least two times in this game because this the submarine is in this one too isn't it i I like the submarine as well that was no maybe not as intricate as the train but I liked going into these little toy, like little toys and wandering around inside them. It was pretty cool.
0: Yeah. And it's just that whole idea of, well, I'm already tiny, but now I need to go tinier. Yeah. I need to go tinier. <laughs> which I've done before, but for things like the train and the submarine, it feels much more natural. I'm not just going into a hole. I'm going into something that humans, if it were big enough, would be going into. Yeah, Going through these pictures of the walkthrough. (laughs) Clearly I skipped a part that was very important because you when you get the roll top desk to open you see some of the stuff that Edward has been practicing with some of his drawings some of his pieces that he's manufactured to try and work with the null I believe and in that is also the chimney that needs to go on the outside of the house and once you access that chimney and you get the little parts of the chimney to pop up and you match up the picture which took me longer than it should have that one was a really frustrating one for me to match up for some reason oh it's because you have to turn them so there's a crank and it moves the three at a different height yeah yeah and so I wasn't sure which side I was supposed to be looking at from and so I I kept going back and forth and I just could get it so close but not right it was very very frustrating for me anyway and that's going to allow you to get into the curiosity room.
1: My favorite room.
0: <laughs> I'm not surprised. Why is it your favorite
1: room? Um, Because you find out a, a couple of secrets in here about the collector. There's a couple of Easter eggs in this room. Um, and I like that creepy dummy. I figured it would be a creepy <laughs> dummy. I,
0: I probably didn't find the Easter eggs. Or if I did, I didn't. Put them together. In the curiosity room has some very interesting things going on. At first, it was very frustrating. I I could only do parts of puzzles, and that can be quite irritating. For example, on the mantelpiece, there are two masks, and you clearly have to match one to the other, but once once you do everything you can, you realize it's a little bit hard to see, but you're missing a piece. Right. You're missing a mouthpiece. So... I thought I was solving a puzzle, but I wasn't. <laughs> you can see that there is a, I believe, a vase on a pedestal using your eyepiece, but you can't get to it. Yeah. It's not really there. There's a lot of that in the curiosity room. It makes me curious, but also can be very, very annoying. In this room is a huge globe that you have to use your eyes eyepiece to well you you find pieces that are missing put the pieces on and then you move the globe up to a special window where a shape will appear that you could only see using your eyepiece and you need to use dials or manipulate it in such a way to get light to follow a path around we've done this before in the room yeah but it's again moving these things all together in an interesting way and the globe itself once you pop it open has a very interesting light manipulation puzzle in the fact that it works in a 3D way that is not what I would have expected. I kind of got very lucky in that I was just messing around and realized something because there are mirrors that you need to deal with on the horizontal and then there's some mirrors on the lid that you flipped up that you also have to use as well as these two special pieces where light goes in to it's one it's like and a it, portal yeah. and it shoots out the other like a portal so it's doing all sorts of things that i wasn't expecting it to do and i, I suppose this early in the game as well
1: so you were you weren't impressed with that, with this kind of puzzle when they did it in Safecracker then. It was just <laughs> those two mirrors that went into the globe. Remember that? That was two mirrors. I <laughs> think just like boop, boop. Okay, solved.
0: That's the problem is I'm used to this now. <laughs> yeah. So when I go back to Safecracker and it's just two easy mirrors. I, I wouldn't even
1: class that as a puzzle, man. <laughs> it was just like, why did you even bother putting that there?
0: This is what I'm looking for now. Yeah. Because this, I don't know, it's a puzzle that's very familiar, but yet they always find something to make me go, okay, but what have they added? What is new? And yeah, this shouldn't impress me. This should be like, oh yeah, it's just another light puzzle. But something about it just felt new to me and made me smile. And I I would say that that happened a lot in this game, from finding a new room The aesthetics were so interesting. The game is so beautifully done, you know, the way that it's rendered, the way that it's designed. And then you have these puzzles, which take something familiar and just add something new. I was smiling a lot playing this game, (laughs) scratching my head and frowning a bit, too. But (laughs) overall, yeah, I mean, this is why I keep coming back and this is why I can't wait for the next one and the next one and hope that they just keep going.
1: And I wonder about that as well. I wonder how it seems unsustainable. Like, can you keep on consistently creating, like, five out of five, ten out of ten puzzles for a game, you know? Like, there's got to be a point where they'll release, like, the Room 8 and be like, oh, it's not as good as this is.
0: Yeah, it's not as good. But I think if they could, even if they can get to the Room 8 and half of it is still good, I think they'll be doing <laughs> excellent.
1: Or I wonder if they're just going to get to the point where there's just because there are a lot now of imitations that are coming out, like uh, that Da Vinci game. That's already got two parts to it as well, which are blatant rip-offs. Um, and I wonder if at one point they're just going to be like, all right, you guys carry the torch. Because, I mean, you got to imagine as well, like as a developer, as a as a human being, they'll, be, they'll get bored of it. They'll get tired of it. Like I'm sure there's a lot of excitement when they're making puzzles they're gonna to have to just dry up at one point and be like I just don't want to do this anymore or someone's gonna quit move to another studio you know there's gonna be something happening and then that'll be the end of the room series but, but yeah these games are all so much fun that I do like to play them again and I probably now that, I've, now that we've done this and it's been two years since I've played this game even just talking about it now I'm like yeah i want to play this again so <laughs> I'll probably fire it up tonight actually
0: There are some great parts in this room with an x-ray machine on the mannequin. Oh, yeah, that's right. That one did stump me for quite a while. I could find easily the one symbol that was on it, but I didn't realize what was going on with the up-down buttons and the fact that it was moving the whole thing. You can move it all the way down to the feet. Yeah. And I didn't realize it moved so slowly. I didn't realize what it was doing. I thought it was supposed to be moving the lens in a way, but it wasn't, I just didn't see it, stupidly. (laughs) And so once I solved that, then it made the three dial thing very easy. In this room, you also have, uh, well, in the mannequin itself, the neck part that comes out and is going to translate stuff from the maritime room. That's a very fun little puzzle. There is the fake eye that you need to find to put on. I think a piece of the cheek that you need to put on. So you get some very weird items. Isn't there a puzzle with this. the
1: heart in this as well? Is there not a heart puzzle?
0: There is a heart puzzle. And it's, I mean, it's super easy. Mm. But Because <laughs> I
1: remember there was like a picture of a heart on a wall. Yeah.
0: And it basically just shows the arrows in or out. Right. And you have to use the eyepiece to see that. So that is one of the few puzzles where you n- need the... IP in order to solve it. Yeah,
1: in that room, basically, when you go back to the maritime room, uh, you can set it up. You get the signal on the radio, and then you go and then you translate something. I can't remember what it was that it gives you something.
0: It gives you coordinates that you need to use on the submarine.
1: That's right. That's right. If you spend more time there, there's actually other things to find.
0: As far as like uh, different signals that you're going to do.
1: Okay, and so there's big parts of the collector's story. And so um, it tells you about how the collector... So the circle, and this this is just basically what I think, based on what comes through that earpiece, is the signal is telling you about how the collector betrayed them. And so I think what happens in the room one, two, and three is either the collector on, on the run from the circle or he's destroyed them and he's just going his own way and fueling his own kind of immortality.
0: So do you think AS is the Collector? I think collector? so. I think okay. so.
1: Um, and uh, so, yeah, if you go back and listen to that, you can probably find it on YouTube, but there's like three messages, and it's all about how the Collector betrayed the circle, and, um, you know, blah, 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 blah. And do you have
0: to run them through this code thing in the throat? Yeah,
1: yeah, same thing. Okay. Yeah. So you go into the Maritime Room, there's like a like, like that whole radio thing where you, you tune it in, you tune it into something, there's like a, there's like a, it's on the left, the middle and the right, and then you go back through. So a lot of back and forths, but yeah, I think you have to solve the coordinate one first though, otherwise it wouldn't really be an Easter egg if you like, it would just be part of the story, you know? So it's like, oh, you get all the story. I think you got to solve it, but most people, yourself included, would be like, oh, I've solved it. I've got, I've got the coordinates because I know I did. Um, and then I went back and it's like, oh, there's more here.
0: I think there's a hint in that, in the fact that the radio doesn't turn itself off. Right. Normally, if you're done with the puzzle in the room games... You can't interact with it again. it's done. Yeah. So, I did find that very puzzling, but not enough that I I was... You know me. I'm objective-focused. I wanted to get to the next room, the next puzzle. I didn't want to hang about and mess around with it. But I did leave the radio on for way too long. It got really irritating. (laughs) because I would kept going back to the maritime room and you're just hearing that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Why are you still on? Well, there you go. Now you know.
0: (laughs) Right. So that does make sense in this room. We also, as I said before about the vase, there is the whole trick of getting, I think it's when you get into the eye and you can look out and you see a ghostly silhouette version of something that had happened before. Or in this case, I think it's kind of a bright red, the characters are. But Edward and Abigail fight. I think Edward throws a book in frustration and it breaks the vase. And when you get out of the eye, now it's real somehow. (laughs) They only do this a couple times, I think, in the game. And it's a little bit weird because it. Doesn't seem to follow some of the rules of other things.
1: Yes, I'm messing with time as well. Kind yeah,
0: of it's it's almost as though we can see something out of time and then pull it out of time, which is mm-hmm. what we're doing. Not something
1: they did that in the room two with the um, the room with like the the Egyptian room kind of one where you could go into the the pyramid thing and then once you came out, there would be like a new item already already there if you fix something in that world then you came back you brought it with you into the real world well the real world kind of quotation marks but
0: from the vase where it's broken we get the weather vane which goes outside a fun little puzzle which i had been waiting to solve you can see these little plaques that say north south east west on the outside of the house you just need to turn the dial and flip switches on each of those but it's one of those things that has been teased from the very front of the house when you can only access the front of the house and I was like come on come on (laughs) it's one of those like come on I know what I need to do let's just get to it and yeah so we do this gets us into the maritime room with the submarine with the very fun grappling hook puzzle so you can you you have to find a metal fin to go on the outside and once you replace that You can turn the fins so that the submarine turns itself either going up or down.
1: That's right. Yeah, I remember that part. There's
0: a poster explaining the whole thing right behind it. And because of that, you have to use gravity to your advantage. So there's a... Oh, there's
1: a box in the submarine. That's right. Yeah, yeah.
0: And you actually have to do this twice because you have to do this to, yeah, I think pick up a box and also then to turn it the other way so that it will hook onto the door.
1: And pull the door off, that's right, yeah.
0: That gives us access to that map that we talked about before. That's right. And inside that submarine is also the rainbow window that we're going to be able to access to see the sunken boat so that we can access that and grab something from that through the open part of the floor. Again, with the grappling hawk to pull that up.
1: Is that the same boat from the room two? I don't remember.
0: No, the boat in the room two was like like a, a galleon kind of thing. Yeah, nah,
1: this is not. It wasn't. This
0: is a submarine. Yeah.
1: I mean, like, oh, oh, is it another submarine at the bottom? Like the thing. You got? Oh,
0: you mean the boat that's at the bottom? It could be.
1: Oh, I wonder. I'll have to check when I play it again. <laughs>
0: that could be a great Easter egg. Yeah. <laughs> as far as the rest of the room, there is the. Harpoon that you're going to find later to knock down the bell. The bell, which becomes a gear crank handle, which you need for the giant box at the back of the room. And this one, there's a part here that I'm not sure if it frustrates you as much as it did in the room two. But there's a part here where you have to clean a window that annoyed us both in two because it seemed to come out of nowhere. When but we've two done nothing.
1: It... Yeah, it was like scrub some random part of the floor. Yes.
0: Here, yeah, I guess it is a window that looks kind of dirty, Yeah. but I still needed the hint to say <laughs> clean it off because I was looking for a rag. Right. I didn't expect I could just do it with do my finger. Fingers, yeah. <laughs> the rest of the box is not that interesting puzzle-wise. It's a lot of different cranks, but once you solve it, it lights a fuse that essentially goes all the way around oh, the box, right, yeah. exploding different parts of it and launching it open, which is awesome
1: yeah that was really cool
0: <laughs> i really enjoyed that that just was such a satisfying way to end the room yeah a room that was kind of frustrating to me because the maritime room felt to me more than any other room like there just wasn't that much going on it was empty yeah <laughs> but i had to keep coming back to it all the time
1: because <laughs> there, isn't there another part of that room though there what and i don't know if that comes later or if we just missed it Is this not the room that there's like a kind of a dumb waiter that goes into the kitchen? I think it is this one, yeah. Yeah. Where you... And you need need the eyepiece for that because that kind of brings something through from the other side, doesn't it, at at one point? So
0: what happens is there's a pot that is sealed. That's right. You bring that up. You can look through because in this floor there's a rainbow window. Mm -hmm. You can look through the eyepiece and you can unscrew the nuts on the other side, on the inside... Magically, magically, Because I can see them. Yeah. And then you send that back down, then you have to run back down and get that. Right. But yeah, that was very clever. I did like that.
1: No, the exploding, the the Mission Impossible dynamite fuse was awesome, yeah.
0: (laughs) There was a part of me that wondered if I needed to move away.
1: Yeah, (laughs) should I jump out of this room?
0: What you're going to get is... Uh, I think it's from here you end up getting a piece that allows you to go into the curiosity room. Because there are two rooms that it just seemed like ended very quickly right back to back. And I think it was these two where you get a piece that you put in the curiosity room as like a, a pearl or something. And then it flips the whole globe over with the chandelier from the foyer that we'd already sealed off. And that just opens up an eye puzzle where you just have to, for each light, you have to match the arrow for where the, the eye is pointing. But I was shocked because I thought we were done with the foyer completely. I didn't expect the chandelier to appear again. But this gives me something, I knew what it was, but boy did it take me a while to make it work. And that is the, so you get the artifact and then you get essentially what is a pinwheel of pictures, and then you have to keep flipping the pictures until they match, and when it matches, then it becomes the roof of the gazebo for the garden, so that's when you can finally get into the garden. So, let's talk a little bit about the garden. The garden is where there's a fountain in the center. We talked already about the fact that we have to go back into the kitchen to replace the pipe. And then switch the direction. Yeah. Then the whole center part, you basically just have to match the gargoyle faces and get them lined up. Then there's a part above that, which is a few shapes you have to move around, some grooves to put them where they match. It's like a full moon, a crescent moon, a half moon. That's right. And. Then you're
1: not going to get to do a lot in this room for a while, because <laughs> yeah, there's the there's those other pillars that where the benches are behind you. Yes, that's that's the main puzzle. If I remember, you got to fill each one of those with water or something like that.
0: There's a part in the front where once you do get access to the water there, where you it's like
1: drawing paths kind of thing.
0: Yeah, so there's a, there's a piece that spins around that you have to grab. There's something else you have to do that's going to switch the water path. So it goes out to the pillars to those other puzzles. And those, what you have to do with those is one by one, the hook will be unleashed. You have to use what you can control on the right to make the piece mirror what you do on the left. And so they will come together in the center and open up a picture that you're going to have to copy now that picture you have to use your eyepiece and when you're looking at it you have to spin the crank and it will spin around and you have to adjust the portions of there's like a a slider that you have to adjust to make it make the same shape as the outside when you're not looking Hmm. through the eyepiece So it's like a a star that's a loopy star. And as you spin it around, you probably didn't. Oh, it's
1: like the uh, the old, what do you call it? Those like. Spirogyros? Spirogyros thing. Okay. I was going to say
0: that, but I wasn't sure if you would even be familiar with that. Like that was something that we had in my house and it came out like once every few years for like an hour. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, just the different gears. That's basically what it's doing. That's right. The first one has one, the second one has two, and the third one has three, which is, yeah, more, more complicated. complicated. Yeah. 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 I do remember that now. <laughs> uh, from this point, I think we're going to get access to the Japanese room.
1: Mm hmm. The Japanese room. Not a fan. Sorry.
0: Looks very cool, though. Yeah, it does look cool, but. Especially that table with the. Giant octopus with his tentacles that's, around the pagoda. Cool.
1: I didn't, uh, not, not not a fan, but out of the whole game.
0: <laughs> not, not a fan of the room with the fan. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't like that thing, that like shelves on the left. There was too much going back and forth with that. But the other two puzzles were pretty cool. The octopus one was cool, and that dragon, that double dragon thing where you had to. Meaning they're actually two dragons, not, not the game. like yeah. Big <laughs> girl <You're> beating up <laughs> big big boss. Um but yeah. Uh that's the one, if I remember, where you set up the ha- like a house with rooms and then you get to go inside it and you have to walk through it to get to the other end. And then you realize it's a dead end, so you come back out and you have to like reconfigure them. Oh yes. I like that puzzle, that was pretty interesting.
0: Yeah, that gets towards the end. There's a lot of figuring out what to do with the cabinets on the left. Yeah. A lot of dials that you need to turn and sometimes go back to again. This is where you're going to get your harpoon mentioned earlier. This is where you're going to get a lot of pieces. I actually do like this room. I think that the room works very well. One thing that I found very confusing was the fan because I thought that I had it. And what I was missing was manipulating the beads behind the fan to make that work. That I didn't understand. And then in the front of the pagoda on the octopus table were the symbols, but it didn't open anything, do anything. What I realize now is that that was just so that you could put it there. You didn't have to write down anything. Yeah. You could just put it there, pick it up, it will retain the same shape, and then put it in place. Didn't get that. I really didn't get that until afterwards. I went, oh, now I see.
1: Yeah, that pagoda thing was a pain in the butt though because there's three things you've got to find for it. There's that slider and for the longest time, I just couldn't find any of the pieces. I had one piece, and I was like, well, this isn't enough. <laughs> I need. Where's the rest of it? Um, yeah, that, that, that one was not great.
0: What got me was the changing of the shape of the wooden... It, it said like an incomplete statue or something. If you put it on top of the pagoda and then you manipulate things, it changes the base shape. And so then you can use it to open up the room puzzle that you were talking about before that can kind of dead end. You have to put them all in the right place to get to the the gong room. And there are yeah. three gong rooms. And same thing with the dragons. I think you need this to be the right shape in order to activate the dragons. The dragons are very cool. Yeah. You have to, uh, again, kind of in and out, which I didn't really like, because you have to be out to manipulate the mouth and then go back in to manipulate the whole body. But once I realized using the eyepiece that I could manipulate the whole body, I like, that's very cool. I really enjoyed that. For me, the cabinet was frustrating, but I did enjoy it. It was a l- just a lot going on. I think my problem with this room was just, I didn't know where I was supposed to go. There was so much going on. I didn't know where to begin or what I should be doing next. And on top of that, Then you have the back and forth of all the other rooms. And it was, I think, at this point where it just felt like there were too many rooms going on at the same time without being closed off.
1: Yeah, I think that's maybe why I didn't like this room, because it was just too much backtracking. And, yeah, just not knowing what I was supposed to be doing at this point.
0: We've gotten a metal cicada that you put on the table, and then it moves across, and that's what brings up the rainbow. Mm Mm-hmm portals for you to look through at the dragons. And then once you do solve the dragons, you have to use them to break the chains of the buildings on the center of the table and then have to put them in the right position because you need to go tiny in and walk across a bridge to grab another piece. And I think that that's the piece that is the top of the spire outside which is going to allow you to finally access the studio, which is our last really new room. The art studio is, I think, wisely not very complicated. There's not much going on here. You're towards the end of the game, less push through. But there was a whole series that starts here that was kind of less enjoyable for me than other parts. It's clever especially because of the way they're doing this particular game, but it's so much backtracking. You find an egg and you find a picture or a sketch or something near where you place the egg to tell you where to place the next one. Mm. They've put lots of red herring ones, so if you want to try and guess your way through, you can, but it's going to take you a while, (laughs) especially if you're going back and forth. But A lot of this just felt like a fetch quest. (laughs) Like, drop the blue one here to get the red one, to place here to get the green one, to place here to get this other thing. It just was a bit much for me, especially because of the way they do the mechanic of you having to back out what feels like sometimes two or three times to get outside, and then Forward two or three times to get into where you need to be. It doesn't take a long time, but it feels like it takes a long time. And so for me, yeah, yeah this, like, this wasn't my favorite section. Yeah. yeah, And it's not much puzzle solving.
1: I mean, this is the one where you, you got to do something with the window, isn't it? And you change something so that well, something, ch- something changes outside.
0: <laughs> that's after, yeah. Because you're going to have to find the wooden artist mannequin, the little one that goes in the windowsill. And you have to find the glass mosaic piece that you have to get to match.
1: Oh, you got to match them up. That's right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then you also have to turn the whole top of the tower, the art studio, so that the window matches. That's what it was. Right. And then this was another part that really stumped me. I had it. And it still didn't seem to solve. And I didn't know what to do. What were you doing wrong then? Thanks to the hint, Mm -hmm. that painting looks like it glows, something like that. Okay, so Uh I'm looking at it through my eyepiece, and it just seems to be showing that I've matched it already. Like, well, I already knew that that's what I was supposed to be doing. What are you telling me, game? I don't get what you're (laughs) telling me. So I went out, and I could still adjust the glass pieces, so I adjusted them again. I thought, maybe I'm doing something wrong. Maybe it's supposed to be a mirror image or something, or maybe... I'm not supposed to make it so the window faces it. I'm supposed to make the window face some other way. So I tried a bunch of different things, not understanding that this is another touching puzzle. Ah. So when you look through the eyepiece, yes, you see the outline of the shape and you have to touch and follow around as though you're painting that shape. Right. This did not feel intuitive to me. This felt totally out of place. I didn't understand this puzzle. I get it now, but it's almost like you need a hint to know what you're supposed to do on this one. That's going to open up a cabinet with another painting where you basically have to do the exact same thing. You're going to get another cut scene. So the other thing is, this is the other time where there's a shape that you can't get to. You get a little bit of acting backstory. And now you can pick up the last piece and kind of get out of here, right? Uh, one thing that I haven't mentioned yet that I would like to is the end of the kitchen, which was fantastic because you're going to get this intricate piece that, again, on the outside of the building, you've seen you need something to go here the whole time. And when you finally place it, that whole section of the wall above falls down into like. an empty gap into the kitchen so that you can get that strange artifact. It's another time where it just seemed like okay, we're ending a room, we're ending a room, we're ending a room, and it feels really good, but there for a while you're like, I I haven't closed a room for a while. (laughs) But then, yeah, boom, 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 you kind of get it. And I think that that's pretty much where we're completely solved and everything is done.
1: I'm just going to go back to the attic.
0: So now we go back to the attic. And from here, this is where they do more story than puzzle, really. You get more notes from Edward. He's very sorry about what he did, the way he treated Abigail. His first notes are saying, like, please wait for me. We'll find a way out together. And then his final note says, there's no hope for me. If you can get out, get out. Actually, not his final note, because his final note says, I see you made it out. You were able to escape by feeding the dollhouse to the knoll in some way. That's very clever. But for some reason... Even though he knew how to do that, he couldn't figure out a way to get out himself. It's fine. I just think that's very sad. (laughs) (laughs) As we get to the end, as we're going through attic after attic, going through kind of, again, an Inception style of inside, inside, inside. The attic we get to each time is more and more falling apart. Yeah,
1: that was pretty cool.
0: We have an... Edward statue that we're trying to get to an Abigail statue, but every time it gets to Abigail Abigail disappears just before the statue can get there. We have to go from like one portal mirror to get it to the other side to I think up to three or four by the end, and yeah i mean you you basically it's a great physical visual to match what's going on with the story, and I think that that works very well. And when you get to the end, you can finally, the seal that has been burning away all those symbols of the different rooms, you finally get to replace that with the actual family seal. And that's what allows you to exit entirely.
1: Inception style again. Yeah. Through all the different layers.
0: Super quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And then we get a bit of a cutscene where our character... Puts the null into the case and then takes the case to the circle and they chant or something. Mm. It's just great. I mean, I think that the way they used the multiple rooms in this one, in a way, works even better than the room three for me in the fact that the rooms interact with each other in a way that the room three did a little bit or kind of hinted at, but not to this degree. And, in this way, that the whole house is a box works in a way that, I mean, don't get me wrong. I still love the room three, but there's something about this one. like the center part of the room three was what I loved the most. Mm-hmm. the hub. this one, it was kind of like the whole thing was the hub, yeah. And so I think that that's why, for me, this one would was just so incredibly addictive. I just needed to keep doing it because it was that hub that really kept going. And I I just wanted more of, well, I certainly got it in this game. And the way that the rooms interact together and the way that you have to treat the outside as a puzzle as well. I mean, it's a lot for me to keep track of. And like I said, I was a bit stumped at times. I was a bit frustrated at times. But this to me is what a puzzle game should be, and especially a puzzle box game.
1: And their hint system is good. Like that, that <clears throat> like that first hint that I was taking every time when I exited, if I was to come back and be like, like where am I sp- just point me in the right direction. That's a good
0: reminder yeah.
1: Like just point me to where I'm supposed to be going and then I'll, I'll figure it out from there but yeah, I could, every time I put it down I would be, I'd forget i be like, oh, I've got all these items what do I do with this like, hint, okay Go to the... There's something going on in the study. Like, or the kitchen. Okay, I'm going to the kitchen. I'll work it out from there. Yeah. It's... it's There's. What I love about the whole series is there's such a... There's a definite evolution of how this game has progressed. Like, yeah, 3 was more about movement. And, like, so the room 1 was very static. To a degree, Old Sins is very static, but there's also a lot of movement. So it's like, Three was all movement, but it was like you go to the this the you go to the, the the lighthouse, and it's like it's all about the lighthouse. And then the lighthouse is done, then you come back to the hub. This one is like it's all about this just this one box, a la room one. But you've got so much freedom, and everything interacts with each other. Yeah, they just keep on. I'm I'm really interested to see what they do next. Like I don't know, I don't know what they can do next. I'm still waiting for the Mars game. I'm waiting to be the room on Mars. It has to happen. I don't think so. It has to. <laughs> I just
0: to further that point of them pushing things a bit further, like that, that's exactly what they did for me in this one in the fact that they connected all the rooms. And one of my biggest complaints about some of the rooms in the room three were the fact that. There were whole sections, whole walls that didn't matter. And that was not the case in this one. There was something on all three walls in every room. And pretty much everything that you thought you could interact with, you could. They've really taken that to a whole new level. I don't know if they can top it or if they can even match it. And yeah, what can they do in VR? I don't know, but I'd be very curious to find out.
1: I think they're the perfect candidates for it because they they they've done another VR game as well, um, and they are the kind of people that do these things like like little out out of the box thinking stuff with the tab, like wipe the screen, tilt 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 your uh, tilt your pad or two fingers at the same time.
0: So how can they push VR, VR beyond as well?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's out, and just I just don't own a VR set yet. Right but <laughs> that's coming but and that'll be one of the first games i buy to be honest like uh is the room vr um but no room four on mars please alien artifacts cthulhu the whole business that's what i want
0: just take your time and make it something you'll be proud of and i'm sure that we'll enjoy it
1: well, gaps the more gaps created